Hello everyone, welcome once again to our devotional, um, the part three of our devotional, The Voices and the Choices, and this is day seven of part three, and the focus for day seven is the choice of grace, the choice of grace. So I'm going to quickly read the scriptures and then we're going to review um, the body of the devotional. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 89. It says, For by grace you've been saved through faith. <clears throat> that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. James chapter 4 verse 6 says, For he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of God may rest upon me. To the body of the devotional, the choice of grace. Grace is defined as the free or merited love and favor of God. What a gift. Since we're all sinners, we all need the free gift of grace. No one is exempt. No one is exempt. This is our common ground. Everyone is beautiful as created by God. Yet, everyone is messy as born with a sin condition. We could say harsh, beautiful, but messy. Let me repeat that. Our common ground is that everyone is beautiful as God has created us, but mercy as born with a sin condition. We cannot know the backstory or the strongholds behind others we encounter. We cannot know the trials and hardship they've endured. We can simply know that we all need to be loved. Unconditional love can only be extended from a heart of compassion and grace. And this is the Father's heart for each of us. I happen to believe that no one is trying to mess their life up and truly get it wrong. I do know that many are confused, but I've been confused too. I do know that people can be impatient, but so I can. I do know that people make mistakes but so do I. Because of these truths, I've made the habit of giving people the benefit of the doubt. It's a freeing practice. If they didn't really deserve the benefit, then I showed extended grace. If they really deserved it, then I am glad to have offered such. The world would be a better place if, all, if we all extended grace, wrapped in compassion and forgiveness for the weakness in ourselves and others. It's a beautiful act of humility to extend the gift of grace, which we have received from our Heavenly Father. We cannot stand proud as God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The Holy Spirit can give us the strength and the resolve to be gracious in all things. We're all grateful for a low maintenance on understanding grace-filled friend. It says, choose to receive the grace of the Father and then extend it to others. Now, me talking. I would say to you, I understand the subject and the focus of this devotional on grace, but I'm going to put a balance to it. Grace is not mercy. Grace is the gift of Christ. Grace is the price that the Father, through Jesus Christ, paid for mankind to be redeemed. 
this devotional quote-unquote is almost interpreting grace as mercy mercy is a gift we give a grace is not a gift we give grace is the gift god gave the grace god gave us was jesus christ jesus was the package of grace by the blood grace was given and that means that grace is expensive that means that grace was given <clears throat> yes unconditionally but at a price that means that we do not continue in sin that grace may abound i understand the interpretation of an understanding low maintenance grace field friend thank you he is understanding but the church now must take cognizance of the price that was paid on calvary for her redemption so we do not frustrate the holy spirit in whom we were redeemed neither do we um take advantage or disrespect that price that was paid now sometimes i understand tone of foreign writers uh, but you know i'm also careful to not douse or drown the impact of grace uh in the bid to express compassion compassion mercy is not grace grace compassion are manifestations you see in grace without mercy without compassion jesus would not have gone to the cross but grace is beyond mercy and compassion if god did not give grace to mankind he would have lost mankind he would have either chosen to destroy mankind and taken out the existence of whatever is called man and create another creature and hopefully put his spirit in him in a manner that the man cannot sin. So basically run that individual, run that being like a robot. Because God does not want to run men as if they are robots. The Bible says when man fell, grace was given. God gave grace that he may redeem man and create a background through which man can relate effectively with him once again. And that grace that was given was the blood of his son. That grace that was given was the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So yes, mankind, everyone is beautiful as created, messy as a product of sin, but redeemed as a product of the blood. And by extension, now has a responsibility as unto God to live holy and sanctified unto him. Even when we fall, we have the blood and then we have the responsibility to keep walking in the light of God's truth, exposing ourselves to the workings of the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Ghost can do a deep-rooted work in us. So we keep moving on to perfection and not keep dilly-dallying around our supposed humanity. The Bible says, if the Spirit of He who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, that same spirit will quicken our mortal body. So we were not, Jesus did not die for us to keep, you know, hovering around the fact that we are weak humans, we are, we are, we are sin-filled, we are, we are, we are, you know, we are, we are fallible, we are, all those things we are in the flesh. The, 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 the point, the pointer, the destination is to live in the spirit and not to live in the flesh. In the flesh, we are messed up. In the flesh, there is, no, there is no capacity for righteousness. In the flesh, there is no capacity for, you know, for the God-man to be manifested or reflected. 
So the Bible never recommended to us to walk in the flesh. The Bible recommended for us to walk in the spirit. When we walk in the flesh, I can understand the position of the devotional. But when we walk in the spirit, that becomes something that can be put under. By walking in the spirit, we mortify the deeds of the flesh. In this grace is manifest. In this grace gets manifested. Romans chapter 8 from verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. So all that condition of fallibility is on the basis of connection with the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. As long as we're connected to the flesh, we'll be fallible. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is an enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Cannot Please God. All those announcements of our fallibility is because we are still working in the flesh. Whilst we live in this body, yes, we might be susceptible to falling sometime, but it is not a way of life. When we fall, we rise and we realign ourselves by the blood of the Lamb to cleanse every sin and we resubmit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and pray ourselves into the place of submission and grace. It says in verse 9, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. For indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man does not have the Spirit of God, he is none of his. The Holy Ghost was not given to us to be weak. The Holy Ghost is in us to quicken our mortal body, to give us capacity beyond what the flesh can do. So I'm not a believer in the message of grace that preaches weakness. No, grace does not support sin. We do not live in sin that grace may abound. The Bible says, God forbid. The Holy Ghost was given primarily for us to have the capacity to adapt to the nature of Jesus Christ. So I need us specifically to know that the giving of the Holy Ghost, this is the the birth of the church, is the birth into victorious Christian living. Not not struggle Christian living. Not that is how we are. We are fallible. We are failable. We are human. We are this. So we keep making excuses for everything that should not be. We empower our flesh and we give our flesh permission to keep misbehaving. If Christ is in us, then the body should be dead because of sin. And the spirit life because of righteousness. And see what it says in verse 11. If the spirit of he who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body, this ordinary member, through his spirit who dwells in you. He says, therefore, brethren, we are not debtors. We are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death, you mortify the deeds of the flesh, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, children of God, please, that is the balance I have brought to that devotional. 
it is very 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 key and we take cognizance of the fact that grace and compassion are not exactly the same they are not the same compassion is the is a is a fruit of grace mercy is a fruit of grace Understanding is the fruit of grace. Grace is Jesus personified. Grace is the manifestation of the sacrifice we Jesus made that we may be redeemed. And on the, on the basis of that redemption, we got the Holy Spirit who is here to live in us and manifest Christ in us based on our submission. Based on our submission. The more we submit ourselves to God, the more we allow him to be able to walk in us, walk through us, walk out Jesus Christ in us. That as the veil has been taken away, we all behold as in a plain glass the glory of the Lord and we begin to conform to the same image of the Son of God which we see through the mirror of his world, plain without error, from glory to glory, even as by the intervention and the operations of the Holy Spirit. So, May the Holy Ghost bless his word. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. May God cause the word of God to be productive in us and give birth to life, to truth, to stability, and to balance in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.